This episode of the Savage Lovecast was taped before a live audience at Seattle's Neptune Theater on Wednesday, June 13th. It was a benefit for Washington United for Marriage, the organization fighting to preserve Washington's new marriage equality law to defend it at the ballot box. Uh, you can contribute to that fundraiser after listening to this week's podcast by going to wauniteded.org and making a donation. We would very much appreciate that. Please enjoy this week's Savage Lovecast. You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship, wondering, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Podcast. Since the dawn of civilization, human beings have used clothing to make statements about political power. The President of the United States is the most powerful person on Earth. Power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. So today's big news in sex was inevitable, I guess. There is a brand new fetishware store on the interwebs. It's called Mormon's Secret. <laughs> www.mormonssecret.com Think Victoria's Secret with a much smaller selection of merchandise. <laughs> All they sell at Mormon's Secret are the white cotton two-pieces, those famous magic underpants that devout Mormons, male and female, are required to wear under their muggle clothes. <laughs> now, Mormons don't like it when their temple garments are called magic underwear. But they believe, some of them anyway, that this special underwear wards off evil and can even protect the wearer from fires, car wrecks, and bullets. Sounds like magic to me. And hey, I'm Catholic. We have our magic too. My mother was named Judith and my son's middle name is Jude because my grandparents buried a statue of St. Jude, patron saint of desperate causes, in their yard when they were having trouble conceiving. What's a religion? What good is a religion without a little magic, right? The problem with Mormon undergarments for non-Mormons, they aren't flattering. <laughs> Nor are they particularly revealing. Knees and elbows are exposed, but absolutely everything else is left to the imagination. And right now with Barack Obama still in the White House, there's nothing sexy about Mormon undergarments unless your idea of hot is a baggy pair of Y-fronted boxer briefs. But, if Mitt Romney, the first Mormon ever to get a major party nomination, manages to win the election, or if he comes close enough to steal the election, the most powerful man on earth will be wearing magic underpants to work every day. And putting magic underpants literally on the seat of power <laughs> could cause other people, normal people, non-Mormon people, to see Mormon undergarments as somehow sexy. That is what the folks behind mormonsecrets.com are banking on. We could all wind up losing our GGG cards if we aren't willing to wear Mormon undergarments for the magic underpants fetishists we fall in love with in the future. So the stakes are high this November, very high. 
for health care, for reproductive freedom, for LGBT rights, for economic justice, economic inequality, and for our sex lives too. So please, if you don't want to be wearing Mormon undergarments to indulge your partner 10 years from now, vote in November. Ladies and gentlemen, the tech-savvy, at-risk youth, Donica, Justice, Skyler, and Miriam. We couldn't do the show without their youthful energy and insight. I believe the children are our future, and there they are. Your calls after this. Support for Savage Love comes from Babeland, a woman-owned sex toy retailer that celebrates sexual vitality and welcomes people of all orientations, genders, and experience levels. Babeland offers a variety of sex toys and workshops designed to enhance your sex life. Enjoy 10% off with free shipping when you shop babeland.com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code SAVAGE6. We collected some sex questions from you before the show, but before we get to the sex questions, one little bit of business, one special guest... Tonight's show is a benefit for Washington United for Marriage, the organization fighting to defend Washington State's new marriage equality law. I'd like to bring out a friend of mine. Ed Murray has been a member of the Washington State Legislature since 1995. 11 years in the House and six years in the State Senate. In 2002, before anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-bi, and anti-trans bullying was on anyone's radar, including mine, Ed successfully moved a safe schools bill through the Washington State Legislature, and it was signed into law in 2002. In 2006, after 29 years with Ed's leadership, under Ed's leadership, he successfully helped pass the lesbian, gay, bi, trans civil rights bill in Washington State, signed into law by Governor Gregoire. And between 2007 and 2009, working with Jamie Peterson in the House, Ed in the Senate, they helped pass three consecutive domestic partnership laws, which we successfully defended at the ballot in 2010. And this year in 2012, Ed, under his leadership, got us a marriage equality bill, got Governor Gregoire on our side brought his colleagues in the state Senate over to our side, and we became one of six states to pass, through the legislature, a marriage equality bill extending the rights and protections of marriage to all couples uh, in our state. It is... It is no exaggeration to say that Washington State is a really good place to be queer and it is a good place to be queer because of all of the hard work 
that Ed Murray has done for all of us in the Washington State Legislature. Please give a warm round of applause to Senator Ed Murray. Thank you. It sure feels good to be back in my own district and out of Olympia. Thank you for that. So, years ago, I remember talking to you. Occasionally, we'd have lunch and we'd chat about the dead-in-the-water LGBT civil rights bill in this state. Could you have imagined that just six years after winning that, we would be passing a marriage equality bill through the state legislature and we would have a governor who would sign that bill into law? Well, first, we talked about other things, too, like the waiter. Sometimes, yeah. uh, (laughs) That's what they're there for. You know, in my first year in the legislature 17 years ago, they introduced DOMA. And I would not have thought that today, 17 years later, Washington State would have been the first state in the nation to overturn its DOMA law. And that's what we did in February. So the answer is no. I didn't think we'd be here. I remember talking to Ed when you first went to the Senate, and you would walk in to use the restroom. The house. In the house. And your colleagues would turn around and walk out when you came into the bathroom. Well, I was new to most of them. We were new to most of them. It was, it was a different time. Things have changed. Thank God. And things have changed because you were there being out and open and leading. Now, we've passed a marriage equality bill here in Washington State, which means Terry and I, my husband in Canada, boyfriend in America, we can get married tomorrow, right? No, you can't get married tomorrow because yesterday they, they our opposition, our opponents, were able to certify a referendum that puts the question on the ballot. So the ability to get married is frozen until that decision is made. This November, we will be voting. And by the way, even though they put it on the ballot, we want to vote yes on referendum 74. We want to approve 74. Approve 74. Approve 74. So what can people do to help win this for Washington State? Every state, they like to brag, everywhere it's been placed on the ballot... The haters and bigots have won. They've triumphed at the ballot box. Every state. They've won. And this year, it's Maryland, it's uh, Maine, it's Minnesota, and it's us. And our opponents are more organized than they have been ever in this state. And we should be scared shitless. They are going to pour tens of millions of dollars in this state like they did in California. So the first thing, not the only thing, the first thing, I think you have envelopes, contribute again, really. We can't afford to lose. We can't have families being told that they're not families. We can't have children being told that their parents can never marry. So please write that check. But beyond writing the check, if I can go on just for a minute, we want more than just your money. We want you. We want you to talk to people. We want you to figure out somebody you know who maybe, maybe you don't know their position or maybe they're against it. Talk to them. Join us in the suburbs and come doorbell and talk door to door. That's how we can win this. That's how we can tell our opponents that Washington State is going to be the first place that we defeat them. Because you all came here tonight, because we filled this, the Neptune Theater, because we sold out, I think we've raised, we've cleared about sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 after expenses. For Washington United, but please, if you can spare a few more bucks, toss them in the envelope, write a check, make a donation. Let's be the first state to shove it down Nam's throat. One more round of applause for State Senator Ed Murray, who's done so much 
for all people of this state. Dan, can you recommend a lesbian porn production company that doesn't involve films with spitting on pussies or giving head to dildos? No. Next question. I only seem to have all the answers in the column because I don't print the questions I don't have answers for, which makes you appear omniscient, but it's just that uh, you're cherry-picking. So, uh, no, I don't, know. I, don't, I don't follow gay porn hardly. I certainly don't follow trends in lesbian porn. But you might want to start at tinynibbles.com. There are a lot of great sex-positive female, lesbian, bi, uh, and straight bloggers out there like Violet Blue, uh, and through her and her excellent writing and her excellent website, you will find the lesbian porn of your not-spitting-on-vagina dreams. I found out my sister had never owned a vibrator, so I bought her one for her birthday. Is there a tactful way to ask if she likes it or uses it? No. You know, it's a thoughtful gift. And it just, it just verges on a little creepy from a sibling. Asking how it's going tips you out of the little creepy into the very creepy column. So trust that she's using it and see what she gets you for Christmas. If you were me, how would you politely tell your boyfriend that you would enjoy going down on him so much more if he would just take a shower first? This is what I don't understand about other humans. Someone you know well enough, you've, you've had enough conversations with that that person's penis is going to land in your mouth. And you can't bring yourself to say, hey, take a fucking shower. There's a blowjob in it for you. Run along now. I'm assuming that you're a, you're a woman asked this question and not a guy. Because this, I think, probably has something to do with the way women are socialized to defer to men, to not ever say a discouraging word to men, and fuck that. And that's a real problem and when women feel like they can't speak up, lest they hurt him, lest they shatter his little fragile male ego. Please, ladies, dis-fucking-inhibit. Any guy who's afraid of a woman who says, hey, your crotch smells bad, go take a fucking shower and there's a blowjob in it for you, is no guy you should be blowing. And if you say it and he reacts badly, you need to blow up at him. Like, what the... Don't be like, oh, God, did I do something wrong? Like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? You want to put your dick in my mouth? I can get my nose down there. It smells bad. I'm giving you some information that you can't get because you've been skipping yoga. And there's a blowjob in it for you, motherfucker. Always end with, and there's a blowjob in it for you. And you can basically get a guy to do anything. Shower, shop, paint, get pegged. Do you think it's possible to fit two hands and a penis in a vagina at the same time? Assuming a pump bottle of lube is involved, is it medically safe? Wise? (laughs) 
I want to make a joke about how. Oh my god. I know it's possible because I was in my mother's vagina once. All of me: two hands, two arms, two legs, a head, shoulders, rib cage, waist, feet, toes, dick. All of it on the way out. I don't think it's advisable though with a fully grown human male. You might need that orifice later for other smaller things. Yeah, it's possible. Big things go in, big things come out. If you do enough kegels, it'll bounce back. But, but why? It is a vagina, not a clown car, as we like to say about the the, the draggers. That woman with the three thousand children. It just seems a little, you know. But there are women out there who like a lot of things in their vagina. So it's possible you just have to find one of those women who, you know, has made traffic cone porn. And they're out there, and some of them really like that filled-up, split-apart feeling. But I just don't think it's smart or wise or healthy. And I'm not, I'm not, there's no double standard here. I don't like to watch gay fisting porn. I don't like to watch that either, just because... I don't know, because I watched All Things Great and Small as a child, and I was traumatized by that. I just think if your whole arm's going in, a calf is coming out. And so maybe you shouldn't put your whole arm in. My boyfriend and I love you. We saw you in Vancouver, and we listened to your podcast. Our one-year anniversary is next week, and lately, he seems to be overwhelmed by the fact that we like different things and don't have enough in common. We also moving in two weeks to a new apartment. How do I convince him that I love him more than ever, and I want to spend forever with him without proposing yet? Dun dun dun! And he's here. He's with you. He's sitting next to you. Cough wants for yes. Um, <laughs> awkward is how they cough in Canada. Um, I would reassure your boyfriend. Uh, you know, an anecdote is not a data. It's not data, but here's a data point. My husband and I have been together forever, uh, 18 years, and we are we are very different people. He likes dance music, <laughs> dance music, <laughs> and we have some like different groups of friends because some of my friends are interested. I'm interested in things he's not. And one of the su- things that made our relationship successful is I let him toddle off and do the things that he enjoys without worrying that we don't have enough in common. We have plenty in common, enough, and then we're different enough that it's interesting. Uh, there actually is a study that came out recently about successful long-term relationships, and what they found was one of the things that indicated or one of the things many people with successful long-term relationships had in common was divergent interests, separate vacations, a lot of alone time. So what your boyfriend is misidentifying now as a threat to your relationship could actually be the thing that makes it Last for the long haul. So celebrate your differences and then fuck each other. I want to have a threesome with my boyfriend and another girl, but I'm afraid I'd get horrendous jealous and veto it right in the middle of all the action. Is there a way to test out having another lady in the room without committing to a full-on three-way but still have it be fun for all parties involved? No. I just can't imagine having any ladies in the room and having it be fun. Um, which just goes to show you how subjective pleasure is. Uh, 
the best way to control for that is just to say, we're going to have this threesome, we're going to have an experiment. Uh, you have the right to pull the ripcord and stop it, to pull the, hit the eject button. Uh, and if you just are empowered, everyone, you, your partner, and your very special guest star at any moment to say, I'm uncomfortable. And that first time to say there will be no penetrative sex, there will be no trigger sex, the sort of like hugely symbolically important things that we really enjoy that have meant so much to us. We're going to set those things aside. They aren't going to happen during this first threesome. And then if everyone can respect those boundaries, you'll be much more comfortable going in the next time. So don't worry about having to press that button and end it. Because if you do press that button and end it and everyone is cool with it, that's a really good sign. You guys didn't flunk that three-way. You aced that three-way. If you bail and your partner is loving and kind and your third doesn't feel hurt because you all discussed this in advance and everyone's careful and cautious with each other's feelings and makes it safe for everybody, not just safe for everybody to fuck, but safe for everybody to stop and take a breather and go eat some fucking ice cream and maybe have another run at it in another half hour or next weekend... You are excellent three-wayers, not failed three-wayers. So yeah, don't worry about having to press that button to stop the action. Because sometimes the biggest and best lessons you learn in a three-way are come after you press that button and you bail. And you see how everyone reacts and everyone processes it. And that can make you feel really safe and comfortable the next time. I totally support marriage equality. But the possibility of being able to get married raises a dilemma. My boyfriend wants to get married, but I don't. What to do? Don't get married. Uh, We want marriage uh, to be available to all, not compulsory. If you don't want to marry, don't marry. Uh, If you want to marry, marry. If you're with somebody and they want to marry and you don't want to marry, maybe you shouldn't be with that somebody. Or maybe that's an issue you should continue to revisit as you think about your relationship. But uh, we want same-sex marriage to be legal, not mandatory. should I tell my girlfriend to learn how to pleasure herself? (laughs) Okay, I think I know what's going on here. The letter... This is a question from a guy. That's why it's so opaque, and there's not very much info there to help us really... So I'm going to have to read into it quite a lot. You're young, she's young, she's relatively inexperienced, she's not climaxing during sex, during intercourse... Um, And she has perhaps this hang-up that a lot of people have when they first begin to to have sex, when they first become sexually active. They have been masturbating for years, or in the cases of many young women, unfortunately not masturbating for years. And they go into their first sexual experiences thinking, oh, I now am with a sex partner. That means I don't have to use my hands. I shouldn't use my hands. I'm not going to touch myself. Look, Ma, no hands orgasms. And it's your job to touch all of this and make it happen which is true if you're tied up and not true under any other circumstances. So I think what you encourage your girlfriend to do under this circumstance is you say, it'll really help me learn how to pleasure you if I see what it looks like when you pleasure yourself. If I see your arousal cycle, if I see you masturbate, I will know about the intensity, the level, what you look like when you're truly aroused, what your actual orgasms look like instead of the ones you might have been passing off as orgasms. <laughs> and to encourage her to masturbate in front of you and let her know that most people who are grown-up adults who are having sex, their own hands drift down to their bits now and then. Sometimes now and now and now and now. 
during sex. And you haven't failed partner sex if you are pleasuring yourself while the other person is also pleasuring you. One more question and then we'll go on. My girlfriend of seven years and I are going to a sex club this Saturday for the first time. It will be our first attempt at monogamishimi. Do you have any advice about which uh, type of people to talk to, to for newbies like us or veterans? Or any other tips on avoiding newbie mistakes? The newbiest mistake to avoid when you go to a swingers club or a sex club when you're straight is to feel like you have to participate that night. It is better to go with a nothing is going to happen rule this night. We are not even going to take our pants off. We are going to hang back. We are going to talk to people. It's also a good idea if you know another couple who's interested to go with a posse so you're not wallflowers. Have some folks there to talk to. And be friendly and be open, but don't be doing anything else. That first time, it's really good. It's okay to observe. Everyone I know who's involved in organized swinging in Heteroland, they're all very comfortable with the newbies who come and hang out and observe. They actually respect them more than the newbies who come and feel like they have to bungee jump that first time. So just go, watch, talk, socialize, which is a huge part, uh, a part that most people don't realize is happening in the organized swinging movement. There's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of really good friendships are made, and uh, you'll fit in better if that first time you are just making social connections and not making sexual connections. Now, three years ago, Terry, he's my husband in Canada, my boyfriend in America, and hopefully soon my husband here in Washington State... He emailed me a link to a video on YouTube. I was at work, but his email said to drop whatever I was doing and watch this video right now. He found it on a website called You Cunt. That's ukulelehunt.com, but it's ukehunt.com. Two women, neither one playing a ukulele, oddly enough. We're sitting on a sofa in a living room in Los Angeles singing a song that needed to be sung. Pregnant women are smug. (laughs) Pregnant women are smug was such a hit with stranger readers that Terry asked Garfunkel and Oates, Ricky Lindholm and Kate Micucci to come to Seattle and perform. They have since toured comedy clubs all over the world, released two comedy albums. Their latest, Slippery When Moist, debuted at number one on iTunes Comedy. And last Friday night, they starred in a half-hour comedy special on Comedy Central. Please join me in welcoming back to Seattle, Garfunkel and Oates! Thanks, Dan. That was such a nice introduction. Wow. (laughs) Um, So is anyone here on a platonic date like you came just as friends? Anybody? Okay. um, Well, this song is about why you guys aren't together. Um, Yeah. So if you're sitting there going, well, I don't feel that way, then um, sorry. (laughs) So. (laughs) Ready? A one, a two, a three, four, five, six Remember the time we went out to dinner You and I alone We ate some french fries Let's do it again Remember the time we went to the movies Laughed so hard we cried And then we ate more french fries Let's do it again Cause I really like you as a friend But 
there are things I can't pretend No, I could love you till the end But there is just one problem Problem, problem. I would never have sex with you Believe me, you'd know it if I wanted to I already would have shown my boobs to you But that will never happen Remember the time we stayed up all night talking, let our secrets out until the sunshine. Let's do it again. Remember the time we went to Dave and Buster's Dance Dance Revolution till we won a keychain. Let's do it again. This shouldn't come as a surprise. You should have seen it in my eyes. I kinda like some other guys. But there's a bigger problem. sex with you. Believe me, you know it if I wanted to. I already would have gone down on you. You would have liked it. But that will never happen. No amount of alcohol could change my mind at all. Our lips will never touch, so kiss that thought. sex with you. Believe me, you know it if I wanted to. I already would have held hands with you. But that will never happen. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, so this next song is a true story. We uh, went go-karting, and I was zipping around the track really fast, and I look over at Ricky, and she was driving super slow, and then I found out why. Um, well, basically, I was sitting on a big, giant, vibrating piece of metal at a forward tilted angle, and the faster I went, the more it vibrated. And so I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> And since she was going fast, I, for some reason, thought I, I could go fast, too, which I don't know why I assume we have the same vaginal sensitivity. We don't. No. No. I am a delicate flower, and you are a deflated football in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so get in line, boys. <laughs> Deflated football in the sun. Yeah. 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 It's extra crispy from the sun and kind of faded. Just sort of, you know, hollow in the middle, dry, really tough. At least it's hollow in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You're welcome for that. Uh, Thanks. Well, so anyway, I thought if she could do it, I could do it. I sped up and then no, I couldn't do it. And I pulled over and I hung my head in shame for the rest of our 20 minutes. (laughs) And then the song happened. Get on my go-kart, trap myself in, rev up the engine, let the fun begin. Put my foot on the gas and I'm out of the gate, but the faster I go, the more the metal vibrates. My body is tingling from my head to my toes, but the thing that's really buzzing I hope nobody knows, because I'm feeling kind of funny in a biblical way. God damn, it's shaking hard on my Georgia O'Keefe bouquet. 
I never guessed this traveling machine would turn the motor on under my hood. Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating. Go-kart racing, mechanical self-fornicating. Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line. Shifted gears, I can feel my heart throb. Hope nobody notices I'm getting a loo job. Don't need no gentleman to start my engine. Cause I can even feel a little rear suspension. Trying to cover up my scandal like I'm Goldman Sachs. But shit is getting real on this indoor track. I'm about to go blind and I feel like a creep. Cause it's pressing on my horn like beep, beep, beep. Now my driving is getting erratic. Cause this transmission is automatic. Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating. Go-kart racing, mechanical self-fornicating. Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line. If the fruit is ripe, you might as well pluck it. Was gonna slow down, but then I thought, fuck it. No one look at me, cause this is it. Green flag, go, go, holy shit. Go-kart racing, accidentally masturbating. Go-kart racing, mechanical self-fornicating. Go-kart racing, no stop until I cross the finish line. Key change. My dad loves that one. Um, do you want to be pregnant? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we weren't originally going to do this one, but now we're like, oh, we definitely should. Um, since Dan talked about it earlier, we're going to do uh, Pregnant Women Are Smug. Um, <laughs> because, oh, <laughs> you like that one, apparently. <laughs> Yay! Okay, good. Then we made the right choice. You ready? Yep. Nobody says it because they're pregnant Effing son of a gun You think you're so deep now You give me the creeps now that you're pregnant I can't count all the ways how You speak in cliches now So, do you want a boy or a girl? Oh, it doesn't matter as long as it's healthy Really? Because I don't feel like those two things are related at all You never have to choose between the health and the goodness No, 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 as long as it's healthy Hmm I can't wait to hear someone say Don't care if it's brain dead, don't care if it's limbless, if it has a penis But pregnant women are smug And everyone knows it, nobody says it because they're pregnant This end world you're enjoying Makes you really annoying So is it a boy or a girl? Oh, we know, but we're not telling What are you going to name it? Oh, we know, but we're not telling Who's the father? Oh, we know, but we're not telling I don't really care I was being polite now Since you have no life now That you're pregnant You say you're walking on air You think that you're glowing But you had been hoeing And now you're pregnant You're just giving birth now You're not Mother Earth now Yeah, I have a lot going on I got my degree I moved I wrote a novel Gosh, you know everything seems so trivial Now that I'm pregnant I also built that nuclear fusion reactor You know, I can't even really remember What I did before I was pregnant Everything just seems so meaningless
because it's pregnant with an asthma. Everyone knows it, nobody says it because they're pregnant. Up inside of a gun. You think you're so deep now, you give me the creeps now. Now that you're pregnant. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, this next song we figured is, is apropos for the evening. Um, has anyone here seen The 700 Club? It's your favorite show, right? Everyone loves that show, right? Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, it's Pat Robertson and... What? Praise the Lord. It's Pat Robertson. Hallelujah. And um, it's it basically... You can watch it at like 4.30 in the morning on ABC Family. And, and it kind of looks like a Canadian show. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like shitty, but you don't know why. That's his show. Um, So yeah, he's very, very important with that kind of quality of television. And he was talking about Prop 8 in California, and he said that if you legalize gay marriage, it would lead to legalizing sex with ducks. That's what he said, yeah. But uh, he only said ducks. Yeah. (laughs) We kind of think there are other animals that might be in more danger of getting violated. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Um, but we wrote a song for him, so. <laughs> Pat Robertson once said, it's a long downward slide that'll lead to legalizing sex with ducks if two men can stand side by side. And God, I hope he's right, because if gay marriage becomes lawful, I'm gonna find myself a duck and legally do something awful. with ducks, we'll do it in the rain. Ducks, yeah, ducks, got those web feet on my brain. We'll find a pot, we'll find a puddle. Put your beak in mine and we'll cuddle. It's a feeling I can't name when sex with ducks and gay marriage are one and the same. Gonna goose that goose, gonna quack that swan, gonna rub up my ducky all night long, gonna whack that mallet till its feathers bloom, gonna Huey Dewey Louie all over the room, Scourge McDuck, gonna give it to you, dive into your gold until you say ducktails, Ducks, sex with ducks, we'll do it in the rain. Ducks, yeah ducks, those feathered bodies are insane, we'll find a pond, we'll find a puddle, I'll be the wind beneath your wings and we'll cuddle. It's a feeling I can't name When sex with ducks and gay marriage are one in the same One in the same Thank you, guys. <laughs> so Thanks, we have... Uh... Well, one more for you now. Uh, This is a brand new song. Uh, We've only played it a few times, but uh, it's basically Ricky and I are playing the same woman two years apart. Yeah. I'm 29. And I'm 31. So this song is called 2931, same woman, two years apart, singing about love. For the first time in my life, I see it clearly. I realize the power of being a woman. 29 years old and time's on my side. I'm in my prime. I've hit my stride. I've got so much charisma and so many options. It's nice to always have my pick. There's nobody left. I'm alone. (laughs) 
I'm at the top of my game. Possibilities are endless, and I just feel really pretty. I'm holding out for someone who meets my standards. Won't settle for anything less than perfect. I know what I want, and I can have it. I'm surrounded by love and peace. There's nobody left. I'm all alone. Why the fuck did I wait? What's wrong with me? In two short years, I'm gonna be 33. Who the hell will want me then? My ovaries are shrinking. I'm disgusting, and everyone feels bad for me. And I never get invited to dinner parties anymore. Things unfold when they're supposed to, 'cause everything happens for a reason. It'll happen for me when I'm not even looking. He'll just appear, and I'll just know, and he'll love me forever without any work. Who needs to try when things are meant to be? There's nobody left. Me, I'm all alone. You're such a fucking idiot. You think you're so special? A buffet of love. Oh, what you think biological reality doesn't apply to you and your adorable cocoon of agelessness? What does? Well, you're just waiting around and focusing on you. Guess what? You're gonna miss your fucking window. That before? Oh my God, it does though. Everything happens for a reason. What about the Haitian earthquake or cellulite on skinny women? Just say, hey universe, I'm ready. It'll happen when you least expect it. Well, I don't expect it at all now, so I guess it's right around the corner. Maybe you're putting out the wrong vibe. Maybe you're closed off to love. Let me tell you a secret. It's called the secret. Here's another secret. You're an asshole. Your negativity is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The reason things go well for me is because of positivity. Well, I'm positive. Fertility always begins to atrophy when infantile fantasy eclipses true reality. It never once occurred to me that things won't work out perfectly. When God closes a door, you see, He opens a window. You realize that's a smaller opening, right? Used to be able to just walk out the front door, and now you have to climb out some slightly ajar window somewhere, possibly falling like five stories to your death. That is not an upgrade. You know what else? There's nobody left. I'm all alone. I fucking hate you. You're an arrogant cunt. You're so stupid. Stay here, Garfunkel and Oates, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. And now for our next commercial interlude, please welcome Audrey McManus, education coordinator for Babeland. Babeland is proud to sponsor Savage Love and Washington United for Marriage. Babeland is a woman-owned sex toy retailer that celebrates sexual vitality and welcomes people of all orientations, genders, and experience levels. 
We provide a fun shopping environment and carry a variety of sex toys, all quality tested and user reviewed. You can shop Babeland Boutiques in Seattle, New York, and Brooklyn. You can also find us online at Babeland.com. Right now, exclusively for Savage Love listeners and audience members, we are offering 10% off plus free shipping from Babeland.com. Simply click the Babeland banners on your mobile phone or the Savage Love website to take advantage of this offer. Our hot new class right now is 50 Shades of Spanking. Inspired by, you guessed it, the super trendy erotic novel, Fifty Shades of Grey. If you're one of the millions of women or men who've been seduced into the world of light BDSM by this erotic trilogy, which, incidentally, takes place in Seattle, come on by to learn more about the props employed by sexy lovers Anna and Christian. Curious about the erotic sensations offered by a pair of Benoit balls? Want to indulge your desire to be tied up or to tie someone else up? Not sure about the difference between a flogger, a paddle, or a crop? And need some help on how to use those to tease and torment your lover? Well, let Babeland introduce you to the many shades of kink so that you can go home and heat things up in your own bedroom this summer. Babeland hosts a number of other workshops, including Art of the Blowjob. Learn tried and true tips for enhancing your next BJ with a toy some hand tricks, and even some well-timed eye contact. (laughs) So come on by and don't forget, click on the banners on your mobile phone or on the Savage Love website for 10% off and free shipping at babeland.com. So many years ago, uh, someone started an advice column and they wanted it to uh, take over the world, or take over my world. They were going to my papers, and this person got into a couple papers, and she wrote a few columns where she attacked me uh, and said that no one should take my advice. And not for the usual reasons, not because I was a fag giving advice to straight people about sex, but because my relationship was too successful. I'd been with Terry for like seven or eight years at this point, and this woman wrote a couple of columns saying that, basically arguing that I knew nothing about dating because I wasn't doing it. I wasn't out there in the trenches, I wasn't online dating, I wasn't getting broken up with enough to really understand what someone who might write to an advice columnist was going through. And so people should come to her because she was really good at unsuccessful relationships. (laughs) And they should ignore me. So in the spirit of unsuccessful relationship, people with that kind of experience being really good at giving advice, I thought you two could sit with me for a minute... We are amazing at bad relationships. <laughs> Most of your songs are about getting dumped, being dumped, mm-hmm. missed connections, not yep. fucking somebody, getting fucked incorrectly. Yep. So are either of you in a relationship right now? <laughs> I, I can't use the word boyfriend. I have a problem with it. It's the guy I'm dating. The guy you're dating. Yeah. Did they have to sign some sort of release to date you two? <laughs> when you meet a guy, do you say, just so you know, here's my last album. I mean, they do ask us not to write songs, and we're like, totally, yeah. we, t- we would never do that. Not to you, and then we do. <laughs> <laughs> we've also had, like, we'd, we've been, like, a few times this has happened to both of us, where we'll be like, yeah, this guy, it's really great, it's going well, it's going really well, and then he comes to a show, and it's over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you ran into a guy that did that to you recently. I know, We were I in Bonnaroo, and Kate name. ran into a guy who saw our show, and then was just freaked out, and was like, I gotta go, and then never called her again. She ran into him and didn't remember him at all. At it was all. amazing. Genuinely didn't. She, you called him Oren. 
And he's like, my name is Wolfgang. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, I it, thought it you were amazing. the Republican senator from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get to some questions, I do have to ask you about your last name. Oh, yeah. Makuchi. Makuchi. <laughs> Please tell the people the name of your solo show. Uh, the show I do in L.A. is called Playin' with Makuchi. <laughs> when did your parents break it to you that your last name was a dirty pun. They never did, and I'm not sure they still understand. I don't think they get it. When did you realize that Makuchi was the world's awesomest name to have after middle school? (laughs) I was 24 years old reading the vagina monologues for the first time, and there's a list of uh, words that are vagina, and um, I read Coochie, and I was like, oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? And then all of a sudden I had like this flashback of every time somebody made fun of me. I was like, oh, that's what they meant then and then. Like, hey, if we have a kid, we should totally name it Pat or Phil. You don't have any uncle, Phil Micucci? No, not that I know of. Dick Micucci? Dick and Micucci. Dick and Maguchi. Ricky, Ricky, you had read it. the vagina monologues, and you yeah. said I read it for the the first time I read it. So you've read it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. You're really committed. Okay. Well, in the spirit of people who've had many many breakups, give awesome sex and relationship advice. We're going to take some more audience questions, and you guys should just right. jump right in and give okay. your Let's do it. awesome sex advice. Okay, we'll start with a softball question. How does a pretty normal straight girl? Meet a normal guy in Seattle, not online. Well, I have this theory that you can be standing at a corner holding a lot of books, and then all of a sudden some guy's going to run into you and then help you pick up all the books. This has never happened to any human. You realize that, right? <laughs> it's um, the reaching for the salad tongs and the buffet together. and oh, exactly. The I, rom-com shit that they do to right. women is terrible. It's so cruel. It's, you know what's a better piece of advice? You take one of those books and you go to a bar alone and read it in a bar and someone will talk to you. Right? Aren't men intimidated by women who can read? Well, if, make that book Fifty Shades of Grey and you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> that or like a picture book. So where did you yeah. meet... <laughs> yeah. You should read a book on sex addiction in a really crowded bar. <laughs> Where did you meet your the boy you're dating? I this I, I don't go to bars. I met him at a bar. I was being a wing woman for my friend, and then there was this guy there, not the guy that she was going after. That would have happened. And where there. did you meet the last guy that you dated? Uh, through a comedian. Don't do that. <laughs> that one didn't work out. Is don't take comedians or anyone who knows them. <laughs> is wait wait is through a comedian a euphemism for in rehab? No, we met no. through a comedian. No, it was a comedian friend of mine who was like, "You have to meet this friend." And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then he made me come out and meet his friend, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good." <laughs> What's your take on sex in public? That is, having sex out in the open where strangers can wander by and see, say, in a Starbucks. In a Starbucks? Whoa. I mean, do you work at the Starbucks and, like, when it closes, maybe? Like, I don't know. That's. Um, I would say no to the Starbucks. Like, they're kind of small and, you know. Like, you can see it. maybe, like, I don't know, in a car? That would be better. That's good. Yeah. 
I think, you know, when you talk, people talk about having sex in public, they want the thrill that they might get caught. Right. If you're having sex in a Starbucks, you will get caught. <laughs> and where's the thrill there? Where's the suspense? It's just like a matter of time. But, all right, we're done. We got caught already. A balcony? That works. A... Yeah. <laughs> I had sex in a balcony once during a movie. Me too. Rocky Horror. You did? Not at a movie, just on a balcony. Rocky oh. Horror, what was the movie you were seeing? Oh, uh, oh, recently? Did you say? <laughs> no. Nobody's seen Rocky Horror recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was just on a balcony in a hotel. Yeah. Oh. You were outside? Outside, yeah. Oh. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. And there's a building across the way that people could have seen. See, that's better than a Starbucks. I vote hotel balcony. There's a little challenge there, a little mm-hmm. what if, a little might maybe. My boyfriend of two years broke up with me suddenly last month, and today he called me and asked me to see Rock of Ages. What should I do? Say no. Just say no to Rock of Ages. Maybe you should take the boy back, but... My last relationship I got broken up with suddenly as well, and you need an explanation before you can see Rock of Ages with him. He has to to have a really, really good reason. Like, people don't get dumped anymore. You have conversations. You know it's coming. And if he broke up with you suddenly, I think that's kind of fucked up. So no Rock of Ages. That's what I think. I don't know. Um, I I don't know if I could say it any better than what... But Tom Cruise does look really good. Does he? Yeah. I like boys with long hair, and he's got long hair in that movie, but Mm -hmm. if he... Are there any, like, ten-minute sequences where he doesn't speak? He just stands stock still, not saying anything? Probably, but then it's the girl from Dancing with the Stars speaking. So, I don't know. There's a girl from Dancing with the Stars? She's the other lead. Yeah. They're always up on the industry stuff. I'm not, I don't know who's in what movies. Do you think that men who can suck their own dicks are evolutionarily dead ends? Do you think that men who can suck their own dicks are evolutionary dead ends? I think if that were true, if somebody who could suck his own dick never went out and had sex with anyone else, that that gene would have been selected against millennia ago, and they would have long since died out. But the problem with that kind of ability to autofillate is you may be able to do that at 17, but you will not be able to do that at 28. So in, those, in the years while you can do it, you need to be out there looking for the next person who will do that for yeah. you. I would love that. Be like, here, you do it. I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're contributing to this notion that a lot of straight guys have that straight girls really don't like sucking dick. Well, well we don't, I don't love it. It's not like... It's not what I fantasize about. Boo, I still do it. I just don't love it. It's not Yay, my favorite thing. Yay, she still thing. does it. Yay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it weird that I like it? <laughs> Am I saying too much? <laughs> You're gay. You're a gay man <laughs> in a woman's body. Sometimes it's hard for me to have an orgasm when I have sex with my boyfriend. He occasionally feels bad about it and says it makes him question his manhood. I feel bad about this, but it has nothing to do with his manhood. It's just my body. Is there anything I can tell him to not make him worry? Chill the fuck out? Yeah. It's not all about you? 
uh, that women are more complicated, that it doesn't always end with a splurt like it does for you. Yeah. It's easy and it's obvious for you. And also, that's too much pressure from him on the girl, because then she's like, oh, I have to, or he's going to be mad. It's like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, that, I, I feel like I wouldn't if I had that kind of pressure, or being like, are you, are you, are you? I'm not a man if you don't. Then I'd be like, oh, I can't, goodbye. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's so mental, yeah. How about you? I don't know. As long as you get a nice dinner beforehand. <laughs> You'll fake it for a nice dinner. You'll give him what he wants. I got an appetizer and a dessert course. Here's your faked orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to advise on Have this Have either situation. of you ever faked an orgasm? No. No. <laughs> no. We've talked about this. We're not, we're not that nice. <laughs> we're... Like, maybe we seem like nice girls, but we're not that nice. We've heard your songs. Right. <laughs> so the, j- the jig is up. Yeah. <laughs> I've squirted with my boyfriend a couple of times. I'd like to do it more often, but we can't figure out how to make it happen very often. Any tips? Are either of you female ejaculators? No. no. The Sorry. night is young, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey from Bayland is backstage still. We can make oh, this happen. Yeah. Let's go find a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> what? Let's go find a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard that, I don't know if this is true, but if you have like something like a, like a dildo kind of inside you and then you play with the outside, that's more likely. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard from someone who is in the know. I don't know. Maybe that helps. Get a squirt gun and just hide it. <laughs> the best fake <laughs> orgasm ever. A super soaker implant. Yeah. <laughs> My husband lacks patience, especially when he's stressed. Sometimes he says things that are really hurtful. He's usually remorseful and apologizes, but sometimes only after I start crying. Should I dump the motherfucker already? The only thing is... I'm pregnant with his baby. This is one of those questions I call them, here, Dan, unscrew this pooch for me. Like somebody comes to me with a dog just screwed to their crotch, just impermanently attached. And they're like, okay, Dan, now unscrew this for me. Like, maybe you shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Maybe there's something, maybe you should have, but maybe there's something you should have hammered out and worked on before you were pregnant had some resolution like hey I will totally have your baby after you're in therapy for a while to get through this shit and when you prove me prove to me for six months or a year that you can fight without shredding me and tearing me down and making me cry maybe then I'll let you ejaculate inside me again but not until yeah, yeah I'm in the sorry meantime, you're going through that yeah Pardon? I would go to I said I'm sorry you're going through that I would go to therapy see if he can Get his act together. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because if he's doing this to you, he will do it to your child. Yeah. So write to family therapy right now uh, with the baby in your tummy. Sorry. They can't all be laugh riots. And then go see Rock of Ages. <laughs> I'm a straight lady who enjoys having threesomes with my boyfriend with other women. Is it unfair of me to feel as though he's got the better end of the deal? I mean, being with me doesn't mean he only fucks one pussy forever. But being with him, only one dick. I mean, I do enjoy the threesomes, too. Dot, dot, dot. It does seem unfair. 
fair, but not all relationships, sexual dynamics, or deals are fair. You know, if you enjoy the threesomes and you want to have them and he's too insecure for there to be another dude present or that's too gay for him because they might bump dicks and turn into fairies. (laughs) They might bump dicks and sprout wings and fly away. Then you'll have to clap to keep your Tinkerbell boyfriend alive. You can agree to an unfair deal. An unfair deal that's mutually acceptable isn't necessarily unfair even if it's unfair on its face. But if you feel cheated, then you're being cheated. And you should at least, I think, have a buy-off to occasionally run off and jump on some other dick solo if he's too insecure to let you jump on a dick uh, with him in the room. Ladies. What do you think? Have you ever had a three-way? No. No. Has anyone ever hit on you together? Yes. And wanted to, like, get with Garfunkel and Oates? Oh, no, no. I thought yeah, a couple's hit on me yeah. together many times. Not many, maybe three times. I guess that's many for, like, that seems like a it, lot. But. It, it happens to me kind of often. I don't know. I think people don't think I'm, like, intimidating. So they're just like, yeah, that, that one will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have we ever been hit on together? No, I don't think we have. I don't think anyone has had the balls to do or that. Or if we have, like, to our I've faces. been oblivious, which I'm often ob- oblivious, right. but... Um, I don't know. I think you're kind of screwed because I, I don't... He doesn't sound like he's flexible in this thing. You, I think you have to decide whether or not you're okay with the threesomes with the other women. And if you're not, then just stop. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to let another guy come in. And yeah. you have some leverage there. If he wants mm-hmm. the threesomes, you can make the price of admission he pays for those threesomes. You having buy-off to occasionally run off and see another dick. Uh, mm-hmm. Not in his presence. Uh, and you both give a little to get a little. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I are both pretty vanilla, but still want to keep things fresh, interesting, and hot. Any suggestions? Arbitrariness. Yeah. Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> Rock of Ages. And then Starbucks. Sometimes it's just as simple as saying, we're going to fuck five times this week, but not in the house. Figure it out. And it's your job this time to figure it out, and you have to make it happen five times. Just if you like lay down an arbitrary rule. So you get out of the rut, get out of the bed, get out of the bedroom, get out of the house, and do something different. Because mm-hmm. hap- at the beginning of a relationship, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get the person, get into bed, maybe you have roommates. Logistically, it can be a challenge, but your schedule is meshed. And it, you can make it exciting again by artificially imposing new challenges on yourself as a couple that you have to overcome. New hurdles you have to clear to get fucked by someone who fucks you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just buy into it and make it a game. Yeah. See, those of us in long-term relationships, we know these sorts of things. Right. But you guys can't speak to this, can you? I mean, I, I think... <laughs> not, I don't know, really, actually. I, don't I think it's also fun to like just like test them out a little bit. Like Maybe just like slap him and see what he does or something. You know what I mean? Just like test it a little. And then if he's like, oh yeah, then you found a new avenue. And if he's like, what's that? You're like, nothing, Never mind. Back to, back to vanilla. That didn't happen. I think it's just that you just like, like poke little boxes, you poke areas and then see what he responds to. And cause you never know. You come home and there's some other dude in your bedroom naked and hard. Yeah. What's that about? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Never Wanted mind. to try that out. How important is it to clean non-anal sex toys? How often should they be cleaned? Raise your hand if you voted every time. (laughs) The Occupy Savage Love Lives says every time. The People's Committee has spoken. Wash your sex toys every time. 
I'm a 24-year-old straight girl. I've never been in a relationship of any kind, romantically or sexually, as I've had exactly three awkward first base party kisses. Due to my general lack of confidence, I don't see that changing soon. How big of a deal will it be for a potential partner that I'm inexperienced at what feels like literally everything? Oh my gosh, I feel like I can speak to this so yeah, this well. Is her, this is Kate's uh, area of expertise here. Um, I didn't really start dating until I was 24, so it's okay. You can make up for lost time and you'll go crazy and it'll be fine. <laughs> did, the, did the first guy you dated know that you were as inexperienced as you were? Did you tell him? Yeah, I think uh, he was like, all right, then I will teach you. It was like, uh, and then I actually had, oh man, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Um, <laughs> it's okay, it's just into a microphone. I, I, yeah. Um, I had one guy that said, uh, I will be your sensei. <laughs> and I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, wax yeah. On, Paint the fence. On. And yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, don't worry, because when you're ready, it will happen, and then. It'll be gangbusters. You have to be confidently inexperienced. Aggressively, yeah. confidently inexperienced. Be exactly who you are. And that kind of confidence is sexy. Like I told a virgin straight boy in Savage Love last week, uh, honest nerves are more sort of manly or womanly than false bravado. And if you scare somebody off by being exactly who you are, very open about your inexperience and your desire to learn, um, and that makes somebody run the opposite direction, that was not somebody you wanted to be with. That wouldn't have been a good sensei. Yeah. It would have been a lousy sensei. So it's a kind of a superpower. You have this ability to scare away the wrong guys by telling them exactly what's up with you. And then they go running, awesome, that was the wrong guy. And when you tell the right guy, he'll pull his pants down and it'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. And it's all worked out fine for you, right? Yeah. You're good at this sex stuff. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> My friend really likes to choke himself while masturbating. Should I be worried for his safety? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yes, yes. Tell him that's a bad idea. Um, buy him the complete set of NXS. <laughs> Too soon? That was like 18, 15 years... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll edit this out. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tech Savvy at Risk Youth. On your podcast, you constantly criticize abstinence-only education. What book or program do you recommend to replace it? Comprehensive sex education, including... Including sex for pleasure. Uh, There's a great study out of the UK that found that all sorts of young people, particularly young women, were having sex that wasn't enjoyable, wasn't pleasurable, that was actually painful... And they didn't know that that was wrong. They didn't know they were doing it wrong because no one told them sex was supposed to feel good. And that was one of the biggest reasons adults do it. Uh, And we have to teach pleasure. But this is America. We can barely teach birth control or condoms. Uh, The idea that we could have a sex education uh, program that taught pleasure, uh, not going to happen. So we have the Internet and pornography. Unfortunately, which is where a lot of kids get their sex ed these days. Where did you get yours? You guys both grew up in small towns, right? Yeah. Thousand people, you said? Yeah, in my town. Yeah. I don't know. We had sort of, we had abstinence sex ed. Did it work? Uh, Well, for me, yeah, because I was terrified of anything that would keep me in that town, so I didn't have sex 
I, I was like, if I get pregnant, if I any, I didn't drink, I didn't do anything. I was just, I was just terrified. So yeah. My mom handed me a book and uh, said, here you go. Good luck. What and book? Then, ah, I don't remember. I, I was, I don't remember what it was called. It just had a picture of a girl and her mother on the cover. But uh, it was like, you know, kind of like... And you were reading it until you were 24. It must have been like that thick. <laughs> truly, truly. And then, yeah, I don't know. In high school, we had like one day, uh, you know, a year of sex ed, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. The condom on a banana day exactly. at school. Yeah. Which is not sex ed. Um, would you guys play a couple songs for us? Two yeah. more songs? Three more yeah. songs? Yeah. They've been retiring some of their old material, and they're going to play some new material for us. Uh, hi, this is one of the tech savvy at risk youth, the one with the red hair. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high quality website or blog. They've got hundreds of design templates to choose from, and you can customize any of the designs to fit your style. They have beautiful iPhone, iPad, and Android apps for updating your blog on the go, and online resources with a special support team to give you personal help 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Build that website. Make that blog. For a free trial, go to squarespace.com. Sign up for a free account. No credit card needed. Just try it out and start building your website. It's only $8 a month, you know. And if you decide to purchase it, show your love for the Lovecast and use offer code SAVAGE6. You'll get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com and use offer code SAVAGE6. So you guys give awesome sex advice. Didn't they give great sex advice? Round of applause. Thank you. Please don't start a rival sex advice column and put me out of business. Will you do a couple more songs? Yes. Yeah. Yay. Garth Bunkle and Oaks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So I think we should dedicate this song to the 23-year-old virgin. Because we understand being late bloomers ourselves. Yeah. Um, Basically, we skipped third base. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we started late and then just skipped that part. So we're really bad at giving hand jobs. Yeah, and once you're 30, no one will teach you. So this is more of a cautionary tale. And 23-year-old, yeah. you can still learn. So don't end up like us. Yeah. Um, we had a nice fan who saw that we had this problem, and he sent us a link, a how-to. And there was one step. It said, use your mouth. DJ, hit us up. Hand job, land job, I don't understand job. I got a problem and I can't contain it. I'll use my icky sticky rhymes to help me explain it. DJs are like Stonehenge to me. Robert Stack can't even unsolve this mystery. I'm the messed up child of a baby boomer. I was in the gifted class, but a total late bloomer. Now I got a secret to get off my chest. Went from kissing to sex, but never learned the rest. In high school, I was in the marching band, not learning what to do with my hand. While other girls were dripping like a Jackson Pollock, I blossomed later than Mayim Bialik. 
I'm investigating bones like Dave Chanel Trying to make it stand up like Dave Chappelle When I stare down the barrel of a semi-hard dick I feel more singled out than Chris Hardwick I said he'd box Dr. Rock and Isaac Asimov But I wasn't on the ski bus jerking people off Wouldn't let you touch my chest like your vapor rubbing vixen Let alone deep throat your tricky dick Nixon I want to learn how to make your water gates flow I'm Rizonic Spiro Agnew that I might never know How to HJ your LB Johnson No less about dicks than Samantha Ronson should have explored new frontiers like Will Wheaton, but I was more conservative than Alex P. Keaton. I've fallen into crisis just like the Dow. I want to give a hand job, but I don't know how. Hand job, land job, I don't understand job. Do I spit? Do I squeeze? Do I ever touch the top? How can I learn when you always make me stop? investigation to unlock the secrets of ejaculation. I need a translator like I'm reading Balzac to crack Rosetta Stone over your ball sack. Ow. The top is the part that confuses me the most. It looks like a silly putty Pac-Man ghost. Sometimes it's yellow jiggling, sometimes it's denser, but they all look like a Darth Vader Pez dispenser. <sighs> like Sam Jackson, I'm not as good with Shaft when it's soft and flabby. It's like a deep south queen that you want to make straight. Will I make it up right if I move it like a shake? Wait, move it like a shake. Wait, move it like a shake. Wait. psycho on your Alfred Hitchcock. I go a little faster and then I retard. It's like a hamster that you don't want to squeeze too hard. I'm working my hand till it gets arthritis. I'll be holding till I get the golden touch of Midas. I think therefore I am getting my day card on till I fully comprehend your Marsha Gay heart on. But the biggest throbbing question of all, seriously, what do you do with the ball? Do I roll them like dice? Do I mold them like clay? Do I tickle them like Elmo or throw them like a parte? They're the two-fold critic puppets from The Muppet Show Just sitting there cranky and superfluous How about I don't touch them unless you insist? Handjob, landjob, I don't understand job Do I spit, do I squeeze, do I ever touch the top? How can I learn when you always make me stop? So I hope that helped. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, man. So we have one more song for you guys. Um, this one is actually brand, brand new. We've played it like twice. Twice ever. And we were holding paper. So, yeah. so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this song is basically about how women break up with men. You know, it's like the, well, we call it the fadeaway. You know, you're like, oh, hey, I'm really busy. Uh, I'm so tired. It's that they don't break up with them at all. They just, yeah. they just keep fading out and hope that they get the message. And it's really not cool. I know, it's really bad. But, like, women kind of let themselves off the hook for this, and we're not sure why. Uh, so we were talking about it. We've been on a bunch of dates. I wait a bait that this creates and hate that state of force introspection. We traded wit, we swapped some spit You fingered me a little bit But we never really had a connection You did nothing wrong I have no excuse Just my intuition telling me we shouldn't reproduce I know I have to end it But pretend to just suspend it By contending that I'm busy all week 
And let the foregone linger on Text back with an emoticon Withdraw from you by being oblique Inside I know my tactics Just delay it But I do anything so I don't have to say I'll draw this out forever like it's Vietnam Then one day I'll be gone like Bambi's mom Aww <laughs> Cause there's the right thing to do Then there's what I'm gonna do there's so much I should say, but instead, I do the fade away. The fade away. Now I'm fading like chalk on a sidewalk, like the polio virus after Jonas Sock. A Jewish guy in Arby's on Yom Kippur. The Whig Party post Millard Fillmore. The erection of a man on antidepressants. They cast a different strokes after adolescence. Reproductive rights below the Mason-Dixon. Native Americans after the barter system. <laughs> Your thyroid gland after Hashimoto The family in the back to the future photo <laughs> Yeah, I fade away We say that men are assholes who don't communicate We revel in our victimhood and amplify our hate We find ways to be indignant like it's a sport Then dissect their malignance with the views we distort The way men break up may be sloppy and terse What they do is bad, but what we do is worse We pretend to ourselves it's the nice thing to do To let you down gently by just not fucking telling you And deep down we know it's the worst way to play it But we are what we have Huge pussy. And women are hypocrites Especially ones in comedy bands We see your faults, but not our own Then we wonder why we're all alone We fill you up with maybes, excuses, and stalls But like a baby in China It's better to have balls Not the good wife type like Christine Baranski So I'll pull out and leave like I'm Roman Polanski Cause there's the right thing to do Then there's what I'm gonna do There's so much I should say But instead I do the fade away Fade away Like verbal kint fading into Kaiser Sose The rights in Arizona for a guy named Jose Opportunities for a college grad The love between your mom and dad <laughs> Gonna peter out like a gay Zotera Iranian relations Reagan era, black Nike sales after Heaven's Gate, summer camp attendance at Penn's date. <laughs> the name Adolf after World War II, like Debbie Gibson's pop career out of the blue. Yeah, I fade away. I don't want to get to know you I just want to blow you Off <laughs> Thank you guys Garfunkel and Oates Kate McCucci and Ricky Lindholm Before we uh, do the outro, we want to give a shout out to the mother and daughter team, Darlis and Katie, who are with us tonight. Get better soon, Katie. We are all rooting for you. <laughs> and-
And we're going to leave it there. 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. We want to thank Kate McCucci and Ricky Lindholm, Garfunkel and Oates, the Neptune Theater, Seattle Theater Group, Babeland, Squarespace, the Stranger Zone, Carrie Christie for putting tonight together, everyone at Washington United for marriage fighting the good fight, and all of you, we raised... More than $15,000 tonight, not including any additional money you kicked in. Vote in November, you motherfuckers. Vote. And me and the tech-savvy at-risk youth will be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for downloading.